Welcome to Spring Ridge Church Podcast. We hope that you will be blessed by the podcast today. If you would like to find out more information about our church, our website's www.springridgechurch.com. You can send an email to me, the pastor, Scott Phillips, at pastor at springridgechurch.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Prayer requests, questions, desire for a Bible study, or you would like some information how to attend our church or another church of like precious faith. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. You might just turn all the technology off and just go old school and pull out songbooks and pull out Bibles and amen. And just, let's just uh, not worry about all this technology. Hallelujah. You might pull out some spoons and, and uh, whatever. Hey, yeah, turn off the sound system. We might have such a revival. Man, wouldn't that be liberating? <laughs> What's that? What now? Oh, no, I don't know about that. Let's not go too far now. Amen. James chapter 1, I'm going to begin reading with verse 2, verse 1. Well, I guess I could read verse 1. It wouldn't, wouldn't hurt to read it. Um, James chapter 1, verse 1. James, a servant of God and, a, and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. Verse 2, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her Perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire, whole, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all man liberally and upbraideth or rebuketh not, and it shall be given him. For the next little while, I may, may, this may be a series or it may be a one of, but I think I'm going to call this, in fact, this is what I'm going to call it. The apostolic mindset. Say that with me, the apostolic mindset. James says in verse 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Other translation says, Consider it an opportunity for joy, or all joy count it. My dad gave a great illustration that is a tremendous introduction. He said he could see David running toward Goliath laughing. He saw a giant that caused many people to be fearful, but David saw it as an opportunity for the power of God to be demonstrated in his life. No doubt it was the greatest trial that Israel had faced in that season, maybe the greatest trial they had faced during the entire reign of King Saul. It surely was the greatest trial that David had faced up until that point in his life. But it's not about the difficulty. It's the victory that God brought when someone saw the trouble as an opportunity for God's power. And I believe that we must ask the Lord to help us to see our worlds in a different way then we naturally would see it. The Bible talks about to, to, 
to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. Amen. I know that for myself there are seasons and times in my life that I, my brain has been on dull or slow or off. Hallelujah. If they did, a, they did a body scan on me like they did my dad, they might have come back and said, there's no evidence of intelligent life here. <laughs> but, but thanks be to God that gives us a renewing of the mind, gives us an opportunity to hit the reset button on our thinking, and gives us an opportunity to begin again to have a revival of faith in that gray matter that sits between our ears. Count it all joy. The apostolic mindset. That word count, the Greek word, count it all joy. Count, it comes from the Greek word, hege om ahi. I'm not saying it right. I could say it ten times. I might actually speak in tongues. Hege om ahi. Hege, and that's phonetically written out here for me. Uh, what I would say to you, you don't need to know the Greek. Count is a good way to translate this Greek word. And it's translated to think, to rule, to estimate. So when you find yourself in difficulties, you need to think it joy. You need to count it joy. You need to discipline it so that it brings joy. It's about thinking, it's about pondering, it's about uh, uh, valuing, it's about concluding in your mind, what is this that I'm looking at? For Israel, they looked at, at Goliath as a challenge, but, but David looked at Goliath as yet another domino that was going to fall that would demonstrate that my faith in God is not the wrong choice, but believing in God is always the right choice. If God brings you to it, He will bring you through it. It's an apostolic mindset, a mindset that, that has been anointed by the Spirit of God that you don't see the trouble around every corner, but you see an opportunity for the grace of God to be demonstrated. Amen. I know it's easy to talk this. It's harder to live it. It's easy to say amen, but so often after the fact we say, oh me. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 12, uh, Peter declares, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. You ever felt that way? <laughs> Bad things happen. Why is this always happening to me? How many of you ever said this? It's always something. And we have this, woe is me, everything is going bad in my life. Peter says, it's no wonder something difficult's happening. It's not strange, it's just, it's a part of life. And as a, as a, as a believer, it's a part of our, our struggle. Trouble is going to come. Verse 13, he says, But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad with, what's it say? Exceeding great joy. There's something about being able to see joy on the other side of trouble. 
when you're able to see victory on the other side of the war, when you're able to see uh, deliverance on the current side of whatever it is that we're grappling with. Don't let trouble trouble you. Say that with me. Don't let trouble trouble you. So much of life is determined in how you look at it. If you expect the day to be bad, it's probably going to be bad. If you're laying there in bed and you hear the rain coming down, and you feel the wind blowing, and, and you know it's a stormy day, if you allow the, your senses to determine what kind of day it will be, your senses will help you have that kind of day. I mean, look, it, no matter, no amount of positive mental attitude makes the rain go away. But it's kind of like an umbrella. When you're having a bad day, you go out into the day prepared for the fact it may be a rainy day. Come on, somebody. You know, I truly believe that, that, that there's something wrong with the Western mentality. And I think it affects believers maybe more than others. Because I think we expect, we expect what God's not promised. And we interpret things in ways that God does not mean them. So much of life is determined on how you look at it. And so much of life, we allow the initial impression to season our attitude. However, joy. Somebody say joy. Joy, we have the ability to set the temp on our life like an oven in the kitchen. You can preheat your oven for whatever you're going to put in it today. Amen. You can... You can air condition, prayer condition what you are going to step into by, by starting out the day to know I, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. So where's your hand, God? Amen. When you're in the middle of the trouble, it's, a, it's, it's almost too late. <laughs> Amen. But what if you start out with your mind? The, the Bible says uh, arming your mind. I wish I could quote it. There's a place there where, where the Bible says that we need to equip our mind for what we're going to face. I, I think this is, this, is, this is a simplification of a tremendous revelation if we looked at the Scripture. The disciples who became the apostles, and I believe it was a spirit that they infused into their preaching, and it was an understanding that trouble wasn't necessarily trouble. And I think the reason why potentially they were so constant in this message, and, and it's over and over, I could have printed out ten pages of scriptures in the New Testament where, where they're saying, count it all joy. When you fall in, it, it, uh, the trying of your faith is precious. Uh, uh, Paul saying, uh, the, the, the Spirit of the Lord says to me, My grace is sufficient for thee, because in your weakness I am made strong. You find this repetitive uh, spirit of admonition and encouragement that trouble's not trouble. Trouble is an opportunity for God to work in your life. And I believe the reason why they were so uh, laser-focused through trouble to see the treasure is because the founder 
of their faith. The worst day that had ever happened in their life as a disciple was when Jesus got carted away being betrayed. The worst day uh, that happened next was worse than the previous day. That They knew that Jesus had been betrayed. They knew Jesus had been rejected. They knew Jesus had been stripped. They knew Jesus had been whipped. They knew Jesus had to carry a cross through the streets. They knew Jesus was nailed to a cross. And they knew Jesus had given up the ghost and he died on the cross and a little bit later on that day someone came and took his body down and put him in the tomb that's a really really bad day and three more days bad days followed that the the realization (laughs) Jesus is dead the realization all our hopes were pinned on Jesus and Jesus is dead Three days to consider, I I left my nets. (laughs) I I, I left my career. I I left everything. And and, and the realization that everything they thought would be isn't going to be. But it turns out that all the horrible reality of, of the crucifixion story becomes an exclamation point on the power of God. Jesus is risen from the dead. The, the, the rock is rolled away. The, 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 the soldiers fall down. The angels proclaim. They see the empty tomb and then they see the risen Christ. And it's just a little bit longer that they, 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 see, they see Jesus ascending into heaven. And what does that say to them? Hey, He really is God. He didn't just rise from the dead. He rose into heaven. And then ten days later, seven days later, from the ascension, the the greatest miracle that has ever happened to humanity happened in Acts chapter 2. The Spirit of God baptized the believers with the Holy Spirit of promise. And they were baptized to understand that the worst day they thought could ever be became the foundation of the best thing that could ever happen. That's why Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He determined to know nothing but preaching the cross of Christ. Why is that? Because he understood that this may be hard and this may be heavy. This may be challenging. This may hurt. This may be painful. This may be dark. This may be trouble. But on the other side, there's resurrection power. And you look at the, the ministry of the apostles, whether it's shipwreck or snake bite, you find that God had a way of bringing about the glory of the Lord and the preaching of the gospel and the salvation of souls and the furtherance of the kingdom. The worse the trial, the greater the victory. Because they had an apostolic mindset that, that, that they allowed the Spirit of God to renew them in the spirit of their mind. They, they were able to see differently than they saw prior to the death of Jesus Christ. Somebody said amen. In Acts chapter 4, Peter and John are going to the temple at the hour of prayer. I want to commend everyone that's been praying I believe it's making a difference. Amen. Prayer really works. Prayer works if you work it. Somebody said amen. 
And they're going to the temple at the hour of prayer. As they get there, there is a, 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 a blind man, a lame man, pardon me, a lame man sitting there at the gate of the temple. And he is asking for alms. He's expecting a handout. He needs some money. And, and uh, uh, Peter looks at him and said, look on us. And the man looks at him expecting an offering, a, a gift, a money. And, and Peter looks at him and says, silver and gold have I none. And a lot of us would have just kept on walking in the temple. I ain't got no money. I talked to someone today. I wish I thought about this sermon. I didn't. I told them, well, we've given a lot of money to a lot of people over the past little bit. But we're praying for you. And that's true, we have. But he did not put a period there. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And the Bible says he reached forward, pulled him up, and he received strength in his ankle bones. And he entered, and, and God did a miracle in his life. And a lot of times we are dealing with people in a, in a lame expectation world. He had lame expectations. He needed money. He wanted them to give him money. They didn't have money. And for a lot of conversations, that's the end of the conversation. But something happened in Acts 2 that we find a conversation in Acts 3. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee. When, when, when an apostolic mindset meets a, a lame expectation, we have to transition from just simply not being able to help them the way they want to be helped. We've got what they need. Amen. What people need isn't a handout. They don't need a check from the government. They don't need someone to do this or that for them. What people really need is the power of the Holy Ghost. And I believe that if we could ask the Lord to help us to quit meeting people on a low level of thought and not being able to help people on their low level of expectation and lift them up to where God has put our mind. Amen. And take them by the hand and say, such as I have... Give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. Amen. I'm telling you, James and John and Peter could have walked by there and said, That poor guy. But instead they took him in with them into the house of the Lord because they understood we are not defined by what we don't have. We're defined by what we do have. Come on, somebody. So I encourage you tonight, don't, let trouble trouble you. Don't let your trouble define you. Amen. I truly believe that something miraculous could happen to us if the Lord would help us to put our brain in the spirit environment and let the spirit environment help us to, to wash our mind of the things that, that are a hindrance to God working in our lives. You've heard the term brainwashing. It has a negative connotation. Uh, it's, you know, uh, it's, it's onerous. It's, it's uh, authoritarian. It's, it's uh, abusive. It's, it's, it's a doing things against people's will. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about understanding that there are thoughts and patterns and opinions and attitudes 
that we accumulate over time and it can be the hardest thing and the greatest hindrance that we deal with in our walk with God. In fact, if you look at the scripture, uh, the Bible says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself uh, above the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to it's, it's the mind. The mind is the place we battle. And it doesn't matter how long I've been living for God. I've been living for God most of my life. But I still have accumulated some hindrances in my thoughts. I have accumulated some roadblocks in my mind. I have accumulated some attitudes and some opinions that could be contrary to what God wants to do. And truth of the matter is, the only way that my mind gets changed on things is the Lord's going to have to help me see my need to transition from a lame way of thinking to an apostolic mindset that says, I'm willing to do, I'm willing to go, I'm willing to serve, I'm willing to work, I'm willing to do whatever it is that God wants me to do so that I can be the person God wants me to be in the kingdom. And the only way we can be that person is God is going to have to help us to have an apostolic mindset. Amen. Don't let trouble trouble you. You know... So many times we enter, we, we enter our day and we hope for rainbows and unicorns. And we're met with <laughs> tanks and, and, and demons with horns on their head. We, 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 we approach it as if this is just going to be a wonderful day. But in reality, there are many days where it may be pretty on the outside, but there is a spiritual warfare that is raging on on the, in the world and in the lives and the hearts of people around us. And we need to pray for the Lord to help us to be prepared for the battle and the strife and the difficulty that we're going to face. Amen. I had this thought at the end of my, of my meditations. I just think some of you will enjoy this. <clears throat> this is not jumping through uh, mushrooms the mushroom world of Mario and Luigi collecting golden coins. Uh, alligators and fireballs. Oh, well, maybe. Maybe it is. <laughs> they're, they're, even in the world of entertainment, there is an understanding. You know, there's the golden coins you jump for, but there's all kinds of difficulty you have to overcome. You don't get past the level without fighting the boss. Can somebody say Amen. And the challenge is, is this? it's that way for us as well. Uh, uh, Paul said, there is a great door and effectual open to me, but there are many adversaries. And, and every time that you begin to press in to do the will of God, amen. I, you've heard it said, new level, new devil. Th that's more than a saying. It may be pithy, but it's... It's true so many times. When you try to press yourself to a place that you've not been in God, get ready. Your flesh is going to get wound up. Your brain's going to get stirred up. Everything around you is going to get to shaking. And you're going to have to press through the resistance. But if you will press through the resistance, count it all joy. <laughs> oh, I remember uh, uh, there's a, a, a preacher that, that I heard preach a lot when I was a young man. His name was Danny Aber. And he was a, an incredible soul winner. 
uh, uh, he, he could talk your ears off and then pick up your ears, put them back on your head and talk to you some more. He had the longest altar calls I've ever been in, maybe an hour. He'd preach and then he'd altar call and then he'd preach another hour. I mean, he, but a tremendous, awesome communicator and, and a tremendous soul winner. And one of his favorite famous sayings, whenever the devil was fighting him and trouble was happening, he'd look up and he'd say, okay, devil, five more souls. I'm going to go witness to five more souls because you're giving me a hard time. <laughs> Amen. And I think that, that, that we have to understand that, that we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but we are involved in a spiritual uh, conflict, and we cannot allow ourselves to just simply be captive to the trouble. We've got to take dominion over the trouble and, and figure out some way this trouble is going to be something that I, by the grace of God, am going to use to do the work of God. Somebody said amen. Romans 8 and 28 may be one of the most quoted scripture from apostolic people in particular. It's a great scripture. Amen. I would say to any of you that want to memorize scripture, I'm, Brother Danny, I know you're studying the, the Bible. You're uh, you newly received the Holy Ghost. I'll give you something that will help you for the rest of your life. Memorize Romans chapter 8. It'll bless you. Romans 8 is... One of my favorite chapters, I have memorized it. That may be why it's one of my favorite chapters. If you memorize it, it has a way of becoming your favorite scripture or chapter. But Romans 8 and 28 says, And we know that all things work together for the good. For good. Everybody say all things. And we know. How do we know that? Because the Bible says it. We have to take what the Bible says and, 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 and include that in the things that we know and say, this is terrible, but we know. The Word of God tells us, and we know it may be counterintuitive, it may not make common sense, but the Bible says all things work together for good to them that love God. Now, all things don't work together for the good for everybody. Uh, only a believer can a flat tire turn out for good. In fact, I think the Lord will give you a flat tire, keep you from having a car wreck. Come on, somebody. I know I've had car trouble before, and I was upset about the car trouble, but really the car trouble probably kept me from something that would have been worse. And if we can have this mind that was in Christ, that whatever we face, count it all joy. Think of it as an opportunity to see the grace and the power of God demonstrated my final scripture Romans 8 17 and verse 18 speaking to the believer and if children that heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ if so be that we what's it say suffer with him that we may also may we be we may be also What's it say? Glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there's a payday coming Sunday. Amen. No matter how dark the night, how hard the fight, amen, it's going to be worth it all some beautiful, happy day. 
It's going to be worth every long mile, every heartache, and every trial. It's going to be worth it all some beautiful, happy day. And I am looking forward to that beautiful, happy day. You know, I truly believe one of the things that helps us to have a greater appreciation of heaven is sometimes to know that we have hope beyond this life. And I see it, the glory glisten in the eyes of the elder. Amen. And I do believe there is a growing sense of appreciation and desire for our heavenly home as we get closer and closer to that line of finishing. Amen. And until that day, amen, may the Lord bless us and baptize us with an apostolic mindset and liberate us from lame expectations. Can somebody say amen? Can we just raise our hands in the name of Jesus, Lord? I thank you for your word tonight. God, help me not to allow trouble to trouble me, but help me, Lord, God, with a renewed understanding and revelation that I may count it all joy. That, Lord Jesus, that I would be reminded that the trial of my faith is precious, much more precious than gold. That, Lord Jesus, when the Goliath stands in my path, help me not just to run toward him, but help me to run with joy. That I may run with a joy in my heart and a joy in my mind and a joy in the fact this is not a bad day. This is a great day to see the power of God flow through me to bring victory to the people of God. And everybody said in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.